0: Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Thanks for joining us today for uh, our podcast and um we're going to be having a discussion around the theme of the previous two podcasts, which have been going around um, our text being Genesis 17, when God meets with Abraham and he introduces himself to Abraham as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And I think this is Although it's a story that, you know, comes from thousands of years ago, it's just as pertinent to each of us today as it was when God met with Abraham on that day. Because we live in a world where there is never enough.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Hi. So great to be joining you today, Brett. Yeah. Yes, Thanks, lovely Dad. to
2: join yeah. join you today, Brett. So Thanks. Yeah. Today. Mom. Hello, everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the thing is, even if you look in Genesis fifteen, you know, it said um, the word of the Lord came to Abraham, and said and said, fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. And Abraham said, what will you give me? I am childless. So here's the God of more than enough coming to Abraham, saying, you know, your um, your reward is going to be very, very great. And in fact, it carries on and says, look towards the heaven and number the stars, if you're able to number them. So shall your descendants be. So the God who is more than enough says look at the heavens and number the stars yes Abraham says but what is how's this going to work for me because I'm childless I don't have enough
2: I know it's it's amazing actually and I think um, right there we see how God looks at a situation Mm. and how man looks at the situation often in a very very different way God's seeing everything, the multitude of everything he is, the greater. I am. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Abraham is seeing the lack.
1: So the God of more than enough can count <laughs> yes. the heavens, can count the stars. Yes. He's more than enough. And this is what happens in our lives. Mm. We, 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 although God makes a promise and we've got his word, just like Abraham sometimes, but what will you give me? I'm childless, you know. Yes, um, he
2: sees the lack.
1: He sees the lack. And so <laughs> even in the day, you know, we, we don't have enough um, peace. We don't have enough security. We don't have enough uh, health, uh, vision, you know, finances, vision, whatever it is. You know,
0: opportunity for opportunity, some people. Purpose. You know? Yeah, purpose.
1: We're locked in the cycle that the world wants to keep us in the spirit of lack. Yes. You see, and the thing is that there's this is beautiful saying. You know, when when God says to Abraham, "No, no, no, don't worry about that. Look to the heavens and count the stars." You see, God speaks things that don't exist as though they do he he speaks about things that don't exist as though they do yes so in God's perspective he looks at the heavens says count the heavens count the stars you know don't worry about your children they don't exist but they will exist they do exist in my plan yes Yes. they do exist in my plan and yet we battle with this not enough syndrome
0: so that's a point that's um, really uh, pertinent for all of us and I spoke about it in um, the last time because I said you know, it's all very well for us to go, okay, yeah, most of us will recognize God is a big God, He's a powerful God, yeah. he's, a, he's almighty, yeah. He's a deliverer, He's all these things. But then we feel so trapped in our everyday ordinary lives, and there can become a disconnect over there, you know, um, and we can become disengaged. And I think the example that Abraham sets for us is that Abraham, despite the fact that he's too old, his wife is barren and there's this massive problem, insurmountable problem that can't be overcome. He's somehow at a point, he overcomes those things and he gets his eyes off all the shortcomings and all the reasons why it can't happen and he manages to connect with God. So how does he do that? And what lesson can we learn from Abraham's example?
2: I think often we look at our own limitations. And um, just like... uh, a- Ab- Abram and Sarah they looked at their own limitation and when God came in with His covenant and he said you know what I'm going to change your name I am going to call you Abraham I'm going to call you Sarah in other words I am going to put myself in you mm-hmm. and that is going to um, break that uh, shell of limitation that you live in Mm -hmm. because I, the God who am more than enough, Mm -hmm. I'm going to come with my grace and meet you at your point of limitations Mm -hmm. and break open um, a whole new realm. Mm -hmm. And when we begin to see ourselves the way God sees us he changed Mm -hmm. Abraham's perspective Mm -hmm. of his identity Mm -hmm. um, to be the father of of many nations the father of faith so he he blew open the limitations that's what I'm trying to say that Mm -hmm. that egg that egg (laughs) if you think of an egg you know there's there's the potential there but um, it needs to be broken open to allow the fullness of the potential of the seed within that egg to come forth Mm -hmm. and so when the grace of God meets us when we receive um, the fullness of of God's grace and live in his limitless capacity Mm -hmm. and begin to see ourselves the way God sees us Mm -hmm. things break open.
0: So let's get really practical about this Um, you know God said to Abram no longer will you be called abram but you will be called abraham yes. and then i like the way he says to abram he says and no longer are you to call your wife sarah but she yes. will be known as sarah yes. and i think the um the really practical cool thing about that is every time they heard their new name being called they it reminded them of god's word and god's promise yes and that god was as you were saying earlier with them in their situation,
2: yes, and that and God was involved. They were calling it. They were calling it forth. Yes, even as they spoke out that new name, yes, they were almost calling out the destiny. Um, can I? Can I give a practical example of that? I yes. know in, in my own life there was a time. I mean, I loved God. There wasn't any question about that. But um, my name's Linda. Okay. But God began to show me that I was living in the limitations of a shameful image that I had had of myself, the way I saw myself. And um, he really challenged me with that. And and he he brought a healing in that area. So I added an H to my name. Now, I'm not saying to everybody out there, you must do that. But for me, it helps me change my perspective of who I am, that I'm a woman of honor. The H stands for honor. The H stands for healing. So every time I write my name, I say, oh, but just hold on. It's not just Linda doing this. Mm -hmm. It's it's God in me, Mm -hmm. the hope of glory. It's God in me. And so I broke through that perspective of shame into a place of honor and seeing myself in a different way. Mm -hmm. Just a practical example of
0: yeah, that's excellent, and I think we need to be practical about this. Yeah. otherwise it can be a great story that we just hear. we go, "Oh, isn't it amazing what God did for Abraham?" Yes, but yet it, it doesn't there's no actionable um, you know element for us in our own lives. So I think the way um, you know the name change caused Abraham and Sarah to be aware of God's word and his promise each and every day, and um, I think that was really, really good for them. and I think you know the same way. We can stay connected to God's promises by being thoughtful and meditating on them and causing God's promises to be in our prayers and in mm. our praises each and every day. So we stay connected and engaged with His promises.
2: Yes. Mm. And we break through the limitations that we have by doing that.
1: Mm. Mm. Otherwise, we see that the Scripture in Hebrews says there's no condemnation for those who are in christ now some sometimes we look at the condemnation as coming from somewhere outside condemning us Mm. but so often we are self-condemned yes because of shame yes because of guilt yes because of limitations yes Mm -hmm. and the key thing is there that there is no condemnation for those who are in christ yes now you know abraham had the word of god god got covenant with him and he moved out of that out of being in God, and he moved into the natural, back into the natural. And they said, "Well, look, we better make a plan here because you know, something's not happening." So they went back into the lamentation. So it's the God of enough, or God of, or, or not enough.
0: So how did he do that? For those who haven't been following the previous two podcasts, how did he move back into the natural?
1: How did he? Oh, well, simply he just he he stopped believing God. He he lost his faith. He lost his trust, and he moved out of being In that sense of in in God, because you know, obviously Christ had not come yet, and so we have that big advantage today. But he he decided to go into the flesh, and him and his wife have a discussion. See, and they you know just gives it to us uh, very shortly here. Yeah, but you probably can you imagine the discussion probably went on for about three, four, five months, you know, and there were big tensions. Well, you haven't got your own, you haven't got your aunt, maybe they even pots and pans flying around, but um. You know, okay, go to my own maid. You know, so I, I think it was a rebellion against God. It was unbelief.
0: Yeah. So Sarah then said, "Okay, take my maid and have a child with her, yeah. and you know that child then can um, continue to yeah. provide an inheritance for you, Abraham." Yeah. You know? But um, but it was their own efforts. It, it wasn't God. So it wasn't the it
2: child of promise actually? Yeah. It wasn't Escalation act. brings out.
0: Yeah.
2: You know. God came to them and said, but this is not the child of promise. Yes. Because he, he is your child, mm-hmm. there will be a blessing, but there is still another child to come, the child of promise. And that links with what you were saying, Brett. Mm-hmm. How do we connect with the promises mm-hmm. of God? How do we stay true to them?
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay, there's Abraham and Sarah. They, God told them what he's going to do. He's going to multiply their descendants and... It seems like nothing is happening. They've got this problem that they don't know what to do about. And isn't it like that for us so many times as well? We have these tests, these challenges, these trials that come to us in our life, whether it be in health or finances or family or relationships, and we don't know what to do. So if some of our listeners are sitting in that step and in that place, let's face it, we've all been in that place. Where do we start so we don't get into the flesh and do what um, Abram and Sarai did? Well, in
1: the previous sessions, you ended off by saying, but who, you know, you're not saying to say, go change your name, but you say, yes. what is you? Who are you Yes, in name? I am a Christian. I am yes. redeemed. I am yes. set free. I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. Yes, your yes.
2: identity yeah. is in Christ.
1: So you have yes. to know that, and you've got to know the word that you're standing on and what the word promises you, you know, mm-hmm. um, what God's promises are to us. Mm. We need to know that um, because when we... We all have it but it's it's no good in the bible you know it's only good when Mm. it's on your in your mouth in your heart in your mind in your Mm. emotions it's in every part of you you're confessing it you're speaking it out you're Mm. declaring it Mm. um it's
2: actually a declaration of intent a promise yeah (laughs) yeah it it hasn't manifest yet Mm -hmm. so it's that that time period of the promise and which is a declaration of intent Mm -hmm. and the manifestation or the outworking of it, what happens in that space.
0: So I think that space is really what makes all of our stories interesting. Yes. Because that's why it's often called a journey of faith, you know. Yes. And the reality is we would all love to come to God and, you know, present Him with a problem and we get an instant solution every time. Yeah. But (laughs) much of the time there's some waiting involved and we have to continue trusting and walking with God during that time. And that's really key. And maybe I can just share something that, um, you know, I've, observed in my own life and I think it could really encourage um, many other people as well is when I come to God with a particular challenge or something that I'm trusting him for I find it's important for me to get quiet to spend some time in worship and just reading through the word and preparing my heart then I present whatever that matter is um, to him and I begin to engage with God around his word and um, but after that time Many times I'm still not completely certain what God wants me to do or how he's going to answer. Yes. And, but I find what, um, if I go out of that place with a sense of expectancy
2: yes.
0: and trusting God that he will reveal it to me in the right time. And I've realized my role is to be ready when he speaks to me. And yes. oftentimes God speaks to me in a place and time when I least expect it. You know I'm standing in the line in the post office waiting to collect something at the counter and all of a sudden I have like this inner revelation that comes about the thing that I was praying and trusting God for you know maybe hours days or weeks ago and I've just been in that place of expectancy and waiting God and when I'm ready then I record that idea or that thought or that scripture that God brings to mind and that thing becomes like a pillar of strength for me and and helps to direct me many times
2: yes very good yes and it's and it and it is, and it's then bringing that to God with thanksgiving um, and expectancy mm. you know, based founded on the promise, yes, so it's the foundation of the promise, the foundation of the word of god mm. the the revelation of that mm. which you get, and I think revelation is. We need to have a revelation. We need to have a revelation of how God is seeing the problem, the issue, the Mm -hmm. challenge we're facing. Mm -hmm. And then beginning to declare it out, speak it out, expect it, and give God thanks for it.
0: Yes. I'd like to transition to a story in the New Testament where there was another situation when there was not enough. Yes. And Jesus had been talking to the crowds and ministering uh, to them. And they had gotten themselves into a place, you know, far from the town. And um, people were hungry. So the disciples come to Jesus and they go, Jesus, people are hungry. We don't know what to do. There's not enough food to to feed them. So I want to make this relatable for our listeners. Because, you know, the disciples who walked with Jesus every day, they also didn't know what Jesus was going to do. Yes. <laughs> so they came to Jesus and Jesus says, well go see what you can find and you know go see who who's got what and when they do find something it's just a young boy with some loaves and fishes and they come back the and they first,
1: go but the first just jump in there i'm just looking yeah. really quickly here the first when jesus says you feed them and they the first thing they said is we don't have enough yes <laughs> they say those words we don't have enough this is going to take like a month's wages
0: yes exactly For all
1: of us put together yeah. yeah yeah so we don't have enough so that's just the first <laughs> point of entry and
0: then? yeah so then the, they say all we could find is this one little boy and all he's got is a few loaves and fishes and in their minds you can pretty much you know hear them thinking and this definitely is not enough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even uh, the disciples had to learn to walk with jesus and to watch jesus and to listen to what he was going to say and you know so then as you were saying mom Jesus takes those loaves and fishes and says, right, bring it. And he gives thanks for it and he breaks it and then says, now begin to hand it out. And as they begin to break it and hand it out, that's when the miracle happens.
2: Yes, it's that seed faith, isn't it? So what seeds do we have in our hands to unleash the promise we're believing for? Yes. So what, maybe we, we can ask ourselves that. We're believing for that. We've got a promise. But what is the seed we've got to sow into that yes. to, allow, um, to allow it to break forth What can and multiply. I multiply? What can I give? So it's yeah. the seed. It might look little.
0: Yes.
2: It might not be much. But I've got that word. I've got yeah. that seed. Yeah. I've got that seed. Now how am I going to present it to God to allow yes. Him to break it open for me?
0: Yes. And isn't this a theme throughout Scripture? God seems to take people who don't have enough, who have the least, who are actually in the worst situation, and God chooses to start the miracle there.
1: Mm.
2: Yes. You know,
0: it's like the, uh, the widow that was, had enough flour to make one more meal in the Old Testament, and then her and her son were going to eat it and then die. They didn't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But God chose to start the miracle there in that place of want. And I think, Amazing. you know, we, we want to see the plenty, but we have to say to ourselves, as you are saying, okay, what do I have? How can I give it to God in faith to bless God and sometimes to bless others and go, God, well, I don't have enough, but I'm going to bless someone else with this, whatever it is, you know, and
2: yes. do it as an
1: act of faith. Yes. And step out. Yes. Hmm. Sure. Yeah, no, just looking at it again, it says, you know, 200 denarii would not buy enough for each one of them to get a little. Not enough. <laughs> not enough, exactly. No. <laughs> so even if we had the money, it's not yeah. enough. Yeah. So, you know, right now, I mean, you turn on the news, we don't have enough vaccine. Yeah. We don't have enough business. We don't have enough finance. <clears throat> it, just goes, it just goes on and on and on. We're locked in this limitation.
0: Yeah. I even saw a situation where elsewhere in the world, they were saying, there's enough vaccines. But the system is not enough. The system is not working. Yeah. The people were crashing the system trying to get on to do all their bookings. Yes. It's
2: not enough. Yes, and some of the people are being so greedy, they're eating the seed. Yeah. And we've got to be careful not to eat our seed. Mm. You know, to say, okay, Lord, I've got this. What do you want me to do with the seed to break it open? Yeah. To allow your miracle working power to begin to water it. Yes. Mm.
1: So if we're standing on, you know, Romans eight is a good script, a good passage at the moment. You know, standing on there, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and all these things God is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask. And so, in, but from Romans four, you see, once you've got your thing that you're standing on, your verse, your scripture, your yeah. promise from God, no distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he could screw strong in his faith, yeah. and he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what He had promised. But I'll tell you, you know, and that's a powerful scripture yeah, yeah. and we can stand on that from Romans 4. But, you know, what, even the disciples, I wonder when they were handing out that bread, whether they were fully convinced.
0: <laughs> I think they were, they must, if, if I put myself in yeah. their shoes, they must have constantly been amazed. That's yeah. the last loaf, they break it, and all of a sudden yeah. there's more.
1: <laughs> they were probably amazed. They, you know, they were not convinced. It's something mm. that's, it's a miraculous thing that's unfolding moment by moment, mm. yes. moment by moment. You know, we don't see the result and we think it's not going to happen. But they were handing it out, and even as they were handing out the stuff,
2: Mm -hmm. they're
1: thinking, "This is not going to be Mm enough."
2: It's -hmm. true, you know. I mean, even if you think um, with Abraham and Sarah, once the seed was planted in Sarah's womb, it still took nine months, yeah, Mm -hmm. for that miracle to manifest Mm -hmm. into a place where they could see it Mm -hmm. and experience it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time, maybe we give up. The seed is sown we begin to water the seed and then we abort the seed Mm -hmm. we've got to be very careful not to abort the seed but to keep watering that seed of faith Mm -hmm. until it is manifest until Mm -hmm. the promise comes to being so as you were saying right at the beginning brett the timing i think is so key in that you know i think so many of us fall short of what Mm -hmm. god's purpose is because we give up too soon um, and we bought the seed.
0: Stay in that place of hope.
2: Stay, st- keep feeding.
0: Keep, keep developing your faith. You know, feeding your faith with the Word of God and just bringing that into your prayers and your praises. Yes.
1: Yeah, and the key thing is because we all feel weak in this. You see, I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough faith. And yeah. the reality is we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know what you said in the beginning of last week's session. You said you talked about being uh, blameless, and we're also well. I'm not blameless. But you see, we are not blameless in the natural, but in God we are blameless.
2: Exactly. In Christ,
1: through the blood of Jesus, we have been made blameless. That's right. So we don't have enough strength. And so, you know, in hope, it says he believed against hope. Sometimes we feel, I just haven't got enough hope to carry on believing. Mm -hmm. But in Christ we do. Mm -hmm. See, in Christ we have been redeemed. In Christ we have been set free. In Christ God will make a way where there is no way. In Christ all things are possible to him who believes. So our strength's got to come from being abiding and dwelling in the power of the Spirit, not by mind, not by power, but by His Spirit. That's the only place we can find enough.
2: That That is so true. I'm just reading this scripture, Drummond, as you say that. Uh, it says in verse 19 of Romans 4, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Yeah. He, he actually faced the natural fact so that he couldn't f- do it. Sometimes his, the facts himself. are contrary. Yeah. The facts are contrary and he actually faced that fact yes. and then it goes on and says, yet he did not waver through yes. unbelief regarding the promise. So yet, although he faced the natural fact, mm-hmm. and sometimes we do have to face the natural fact, mm-hmm. but besides that his faith came through and he didn't waver in unbelief regarding the promise. So it's empowering, as you were saying, building Mm. our faith. How do we build our faith?
0: I remember one time years ago, it's a story um, I like to share because uh, it's funny. And, um, you know, it's uh, around a day where I was, I woke up one day feeling absolutely awful a couple of uh, years ago and I was feeling flu-like symptoms. And uh, we were away on holiday and meant to be having a good time together. So I went to my wife and I said, Annie, I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like that. And she said, okay, okay. Um, what does God's word say about it? I was like, well, you know, I know what God's word says, but I'm feeling horrible. Yeah, really what I wanted more than anything was sympathy. <laughs> you know, don't worry, my dog. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Janine, uh, to her credit, uh, recognized that really what I needed anything, more than anything right then, was to move from feelings into faith and yes. to begin to exercise my faith. And she said, yeah, I hear that your feelings are not good right now, but step out in faith. What is God telling you to do? What is God telling you to yes, say? Yes. And I tell you, more than anything else, I wanted just to continue to wallow in a little bit of self-pity and a little bit of sympathy would have gone a long way. (laughs) (laughs) But Janine didn't back down. And I I had to make a faith decision in the middle of that and say, "Okay, Lord, this is what your word says, and I'm going to choose to give thanks right now. And as I did that, and I took a stand, and I, I began to give thanks and focus on what God's word said, It completely changed my situation and my outlook. And I actually began to feel a whole lot better as well.
1: Yeah, because there's always two truths. Yes. There's the truth that you're facing and that you're standing in. And that's true. Mm. You do feel not well. You know, the financial situation is like this, whatever it is. But there's always another truth, and that's God's truth. Yes. And that's why I said earlier on, God speaks to those things that do not exist as though they do. I am healed in Christ. I don't feel healed. I yeah. don't look healed, you know what I mean? But I am healed. Yes. God will make a way, yeah. is making a way. It's a progressive yeah. thing. It's a step-by-step. Yeah. Step.
0: I want to say this because I think this is so key. Faith will always disagree with the lack. Yes. Faith will always disagree and go contrary to the not enough, yeah. to the facts yes. that maybe are not favorable, that don't look so good. Faith is always going to declare God's truth. And if we don't get into a place of faith and start agreeing with God,
2: yes, alignment. then we're
0: not going to get the performance of the promise yeah. that we are
1: all yeah. wanting. Because
2: yeah. there's double-mindedness. And God can't bless double-mindedness.
1: I mean, it's, God says to Abraham, look to the heavens and count the stars. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> <he's> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But that's how big God is. He's limitless. He is more than enough. So I think that's a
0: great place for us to end today's podcast and just to go, hey, you know, if you've been feeling like something is not enough and you haven't been feeling up to it, uh, well, congratulations, you're human, like the rest of us. (laughs) And we've all felt like that. Abraham felt like that. Sarah felt like that. But yet they were able to change their focus, to put their focus on God and on His Word and on God's faithfulness and to begin to... um, call themselves by a new name. And for us, that's calling on God and on his promises and declaring those things over our lives and bringing God into our situation each and every day and making him a part of it. And then walking out that faith journey. And God is faithful. I've seen so many times in my life how I've got to look at a situation, I go, I don't know how I'm going to get around this or through this, but God makes a way. And God. And but now, God, He is faithful. People are
1: now facing even the school situation. You know, kids are now going to be at school for, uh, at home in another month and people yes. are sitting listening and saying, how am I going to do this? I don't have enough. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, to, to <laughs> <back laughs> energy, enough resource. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs>
2: Nothing's enough here, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but God. But God. In fact, I want to say to some of those people, I think the lessons we teach in our children in this season, are probably far greater than the educational facts maybe that they would have received in the classroom, not to negate that. But we are teaching them life lessons, Yeah, the education of that. So just to encourage us, you know, even in in those areas.
0: Mm. Yes. So I'm going to end on this statement. You know, Abraham was not just the father of Isaac. Abraham became known as the father of faith. He allowed that faith to be birthed in his heart and to grow up and to become something so powerful that it was passed down from one generation to the next generation and eventually to you and I. Mm. So let's just pray for um, everyone listening today. Mm. Father God, we thank you for your word that's gone forth today, Lord. We thank you for the great encouragement in your word, Father God. And Lord, I pray today that you would Fan into flame the gift of faith, the gift of hope, the gift of love that you have planted into each of our hearts, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you are El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And I thank you that you show yourself to be faithful for each and every person as they place their hope and their trust in you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend.